ESPN, head in the game. Hello everyone, it's Jamie Lang here. You are listening to the highlights episode of ESPN Head in the Game. Hello Jamie, how are you? Oh voice, I've missed you. Are you ready to host this episode? I'm looking forward to it so much. Take it away. Let's kick off with our very first episode. And Jamie's having trouble getting hold of one of ESPN's finest from across the pond. You've reached Ian Begley. Please leave a message and I'll call you back. Uh, I'm just going to leave him a voicemail. Um, hello, uh, Mr. Ian Begley. This is uh, Jamie Lang speaking from ESPN's podcast, Head in the Game. Probably know me already from Made in Chelsea, Bake Off, um, won a BAFTA. We are recording our podcast, Head in the Game, and we're trying to get you on the line to ask you a few questions, but it seems like you voicemailed us. I don't know if you saw us ringing. Me and Alex are sitting here, we're hanging out, so give us a call back whenever you can. Okay, well, speak to you soon. But the thing I was going to ask Ian is a couple of questions. Now, we know that the New York Knicks, okay, they've been performing badly. I'll be him, let me be him. Do you want to be him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on. Hello? I've got a couple of questions for you. Hi. Oh, hello? 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 Hi, is that Ian? Thank you so much for calling us back. Did you get my voicemail? I just saw the missed call. I'm sorry about that. I didn't recognize the number. During the series, we caught up with a raft of faithful superfans, a mixture of the dedicated, devoted, and downright devout. So we're going to speak to Federer superfan Patricia Moore, who joins us in the studio right now. She's got a tattoo of Roger Federer on her actual forehead. (laughs) What made you do that? That is so mean. (laughs) The truth is, we actually have a cardboard cutout of Roger Federer in the studio. So you don't have a tattoo, but you do carry this everywhere you go, don't you? Can anyone hear this? It's slightly inconvenient to carry it around. I just brought him here specially. That is six foot. That is life-size Roger Federer. It is, yes. slightly crumpled where do you keep that actually i'm on route to our tennis club i'm taking him there as a permanent installation because the kids will love him there love it have you ever met him no I'd well tonight to patricia <laughs> coming through the door now is if only that were true no one. when you sit there does he look and go oh no there she is again does he, does he ever... <laughs> do you want to hear the nicks chant that, of that, course that their, their super fan Nick assured us was the current chance to beat all chance. Can we play? I'm going to play it in there. Hold on. Here we go. Defense. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca. What is that so special? You know, every fan screams defense when they. Yeah. When they just remind it, ourselves so. how it goes again. No, stop pressing that button. Defense. Oh my god. Oh my defense. Gosh. That is terrible. I'm not sure I've got the words right. Can I just have another go? No, Rebecca, this is what I have to deal with every single day. Oh, dear, oh, dear. What is your team chant, your fan chant? But I don't want you to explain it. I just want you on three to go into it. Here we go. Three, two, one. Whose house? Rams house. Uh, So let's talk to Team Yanis superfan, Danny, who is over in Greece. Yes, sus. Danny? Yes, sir. Alex, you probably don't know that's hello in Greek. Danny, we hear you're a huge Yanis fan, is that right? I've been uh, following Yanis since uh, his draft day. He might be Greek, but he's like the epitome of the American dream. Yanis was uh, struggling. He was like selling CDs on the streets to make a living up until the age of 17. The scouts found him. I, I have no idea how. They, they were seeing videos actually of him on YouTube. Some teams, they sent scouts over to Greece to see Yanis. But to be honest, no one was expecting what Yanis has become uh, five years later. Wait, so you're telling me he's like the Justin Bieber of the NBA world? 
Is he? No, I, I cannot uh, re- relate Yanis to Justin Bieber. <laughs> they were both found on YouTube, Danny. So that's yeah, all, yeah. yeah. I, I know Justin's uh, story, but uh, I'm sorry, I know more about Justin Bieber. I apologize. In our eSport episode, the Head in the Game team created their very own video game, as led by Jamie, along with a team of voiceover artists. Leonor, you can do the cool narration. Affirmative. Oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Roger. <laughs> was that what I was meant to respond? Alex, you can play just a really horrible, evil, <laughs> incompetent villain. Okay, that, yes, yes, that, I'll give that a go. How That took you that, seconds to get into <laughs> yes, character. Yes, You're, yes. Play, in. Neil, you can play the hero, and I'm going to play, this is very in character, I'm going to play a brilliant scientist, <laughs> yes, Okay, uh, who's been kidnapped for zero energy power source that I've developed. So I'm like super clever. And you have to beat up and basically disembowel Alex. Oh, help, help. I'm a scientist who's incredibly intelligent and I've been kidnapped by Alex. Help me, help me, I'm up here. Fear not, my lemon-haired friend. I'm on the way. Ha-ha! There you go, you nasty villain. He comes to my rescue. Here comes Neil. He isn't going to do a damn thing. Get away! Let's fight! Danger! Thank God, Neil, you're here. Get off of me! Get away from this place! Ugh. Take that! Punch <laughs> to the face! Spanner! And one of these! Punch <laughs> to the guts! <laughs> behind you, behind you, watch out! <laughs> 500 points! <laughs> Stranglehold! You'll never take this lemonhead ponce out of here! <laughs> take a look at this! <laughs> it's oh. a massive sword! That's right! Broadsword! I'm going to eviscerate you! Come on! <laughs> You have to work it a little bit to get up steam and then the big, big, long motion. 5,000 points. <laughs> Level complete. Target eliminated. Meanwhile, Liverpool man Neil Atkinson is getting a bit hot under the collar after a controversial question from Alex. Much has been made of Liverpool being bottlers. I've been listening to Klopp recently, and he did have a slight whiff of the old Keegan, I would love it. This is a chance to prove the doubters wrong, isn't it? I'd just absolutely argue with the premise of the question in the first place. I think that Klopp's attitude towards all of this all the way through the season has been that it's a sporting contest and that there's 38 games and you've got to get as many points as you can throughout them. And he's been very consistent on that theme. And, you know, I genuinely do argue with that, with the premise of that. And I don't think this Liverpool side has anything to prove. I don't think the Manchester City side has anything to prove. And I don't think Tottenham have got anything to prove. These are three of the best sides that have ever played Premier League football. The Manchester City side could be the best side ever to play Premier League football. The idea that what we're going to do is we're going to reduce this title battle into some sort of notion around bottlers or frauds is frankly disgusting and it doesn't speak to the, the ability that these footballers have shown on the pitch so far this season. I think that the sooner we get that sort of language out to discussing our elite sports people, the better, to be honest with you, and we show them the requisite respect that they deserve. Yeah, chickens. Jamie. <laughs> yes, Neil. In honour of the up-and-coming NFL Combine, we thought we'd run our very own head-in-the-game Combine. Jamie and Rachel, here's your chance to prove your physical, mental and (laughs) intellectual skills. I think I know who's going to win this duel. I felt like that was mean, Rachel. He giggled at you. Did you hear that when it said intellectual? Well, I'm already stretching, so I'm already ready for this. Stretch your mind, Rachel. That's what you need to stretch. Stretch your mind. This is the ESPN Head-in-the-Game Combine for 2019. Round one. The vertical jump. Quite a simple task. How high can they leap? Off you go, and Rachel first. Get up. Where are you going? There she goes. Little 
Oh, oh two meters and forty-one oh, okay. centimeters. I'm afraid that's the only go you get. Oh, Over to you, Jamie. Yeah, okay, what Come on, Jamie. Here we Jamie's go. getting up I'm off the floor. Through the ceiling and oh, what was that? disaster! One ninety-eight. Rachel wins. Now it's round two. The Wonderlick. A test of players' intelligence and common sense. <laughs> I got Jamie, this. assume the first two statements are true. Amy knows Sam. Sam knows Joe. Does Joe know Amy? A yes. B no. C not certain. I'm already confused. <laughs> not certain is correct. Rachel, assume the first two statements are true. All football players wear helmets. Jay is a football player. Does Jay wear a helmet? One yes. Two no. Three not certain. Well, I don't think it's a trick question, so I'm going to say one yes. Correct. Oh. Round three. Another physical test for you—a balance test. Stand up, both of you. Come All on now. Right. Oh, I'm good okay. at yoga, so right. I'm going to beat you. I want you stuff. to stand on one leg. Okay. Left leg, please. No, uh, left leg, Jamie. Okay, sorry. Yeah, the, the other one. Okay, yes. I'm... Hold for five, four, three, two, one. Good. Now arms up. Uh, now close your eyes. What? Try this one at home, folks. Not as easy as it sounds. He's cheating. He's got his eyes open. Jamie's wobbling a bit there. Oh. Rachel holding firm. Oh no! And the winner is oh, Rachel. Woo! Well done, both. Stupid game. Didn't want to play anyway. <laughs> Want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners, and the feedback's been great. I've been reading it because I just love the validation. <laughs> and, uh, you wrote most of them. I did. I wrote most of them. But thank you so much. Uh, Stacy from Scotland says she loves listening to the show, and I beat Jamie in the quiz last week. I also watched the highlights video. Oh yeah. She also says, Alex, are you ill? <laughs> Imagine if I was. Well, how, how horrible that would be. No, I mean, the rudest of good health. Thank you, Stacey. Someone who calls themselves Chip from Jersey. It's not New Jersey. Nothing to do with uh, that. He says, are you planning to take the podcast on the road? I can't drive. Do you know how many times I've booked my theory test? How many? 48. You're kidding. 48 times. Really? I failed it twice. Alex, 2-2, theatre performance. <laughs> Not lying. All right. Where's this country going? <laughs> this is from Will in South London. I heard your episode about the basketball and was lucky enough to go to the NBA game at the O2 between the Knicks and the Wizards. I saw Jamie in the crowd. Whoop, whoop. Great. I wanted to say hi. But he seemed to be looking at his phone most of the time. It wasn't, it was a mirror. But I was lucky enough to meet Michael McIntyre in the toilet. Oh, I feel a bit embarrassed. Do you know why I feel a bit embarrassed? Because I told you I wasn't going to go and I took someone else, didn't I? I'm sorry, Alex. Oh, it's true, you did go. Yeah, I did go. I... Well, who did you take? Well, I... I, I'm sorry, I took someone else. I apologise, I, I can't... Do you know what, Will from South London? I don't know why you chipped in with that, you could have kept it quiet. And who could forget Jamie's brave attempt to do a Birmingham accent? <laughs> this is me, Jamie, from Birmingham. It's not, actually, I'm it's not bad. Gonna go way. down the races and bet right. on all. Get down the boring Even basketball fan President Obama featured on the show for our March Madness episode. I just want to point out that last year I was doing great through the first round. And it was all downhill from there. <laughs> Scott, it's interesting because uh, President Obama was a huge, he, well, he is, he's a huge basketball fan, isn't he? You know, his wife, Michelle Obama, her brother was a big-time coach in college basketball. I didn't know that. Is that true yeah. or did you make that up? <laughs> I like, you're a comedian, no, I'm not I, sure. I, I, absolutely true, yeah. <laughs> Us gullible Brits over here. And Scott, the chances of actually winning the racket are very small, aren't they? Obviously, Barack Obama there said he has never got past the first round. 
you have a better chance actually than waking up and turning to the mirror and you're a raccoon than uh, actually doing the uh, bracket. In fact, Warren Buffett, two years ago, offered uh, anyone in, who would fill in a bracket and completed it to the winners uh, $1 billion. Say that again. Wait, Scott, was it $1 billion or $1 million? $1 billion. You picked every game correctly through the uh, tournament. Meanwhile, American wrestling legend SoCal Val joined Jamie and Rachel telling them about her famous live wedding in the ring. It's a very long story, but I was a very good girl character. I was proposed to by this wrestler, Jay Lethal. We had a wedding, and I know, pause for shock. <laughs> Things didn't go well in this wrestling wedding. And, I mean, you can YouTube it. It's hilarious. We had a ladder of love match, and the, the engagement ring was on top of a pillow. They had to climb the ladder to get the ring. I, again, pause for shock, turned on my fiancé, went to the other guy. Well, he had more money, you know, oh, so of course, <laughs> right? I mean, hello. <laughs> I did a, what we call a, a swerve. And I became a bad character with this other guy, so I left him. You jilted him. I know, I did, at the altar, yeah. You did, you, what? I know. See, that that's, Rachel, Rachel looks shocked. I do, I would never do such Rachel, a thing. Rachel, what would your, what would your wrestling name be? I knew yeah. you were going to ask me that. Um, I worked out, do you know what mine would be? South Farm Chevy. Is that a car dealership? Why did you, why did you, can you get me a deal? I, yeah, yeah, I can. 20% off any Chevrolet you want. <laughs> Sorry, where did that come from? There's, your, there's your character. You're a car salesman, a used car salesman. Don, book it. I'm a used car salesman. I'm broke. I have no money. I'm, yeah, I'm just down and out, but I go to wrestling. Oh, my and God. And your happens. tagline, take your Chevy to the <laughs> levee, punk. Perfect. <laughs> Who better to talk about the Champions League final than a footballer who played for both Liverpool and Tottenham? Now, he scored a hat-trick on his Liverpool debut and another famous FA Cup hat-trick for Spurs too. It's only Ronnie Rosenthal. How are you, buddy? Yeah, very good. Did you like the intro that I uh, designed for you? Yes. No, that's great. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it describes a bit of what I've done. <laughs> Ronnie, tell me, so you scored a hat-trick for Liverpool on your debut. What was that feeling like? Absolutely amazing. You know, I still remember it, you know. Next year will be 30 years, and uh, it looks like yesterday, yeah. I still remember Kenneth Elglish telling me one hour, maybe in 10 minutes before the kickoff that I'm starting, because I didn't expect to start, you know, just like uh, out of the blue. And uh, But me, always very uh, kind of calm, cool, you know, I said, okay, I'll start, you know. You know, you have always confidence on, on your own ability, so, you know, and, and I did it. Our top ten greatest ever features attracted thousands of votes. Head in the Game listeners chose their greatest sporting moment, team, rivalry and athlete of the 21st century, as well as the greatest villain of all time. So that's the top ten as voted by you. Now, do you agree with it? Which names should have made the final ten but didn't? Who will have the dubious honour of being voted number one? Now time to introduce our guests. It's welcome back to ESPN's Steve Saunders and Nate Saunders. Hello. Hey. I'm confused. Are you two brothers? I... I... I don't think so, but... Cousins? I think that the similarity ends as soon as you either hear or see us. Twins? Maybe. We're like, we're like <laughs> Rachel, they're not related. I don't oh. understand why. Ha- have you seen the film Twins? It's I was very about to similar say twins. to that. Yeah. Wait, am I Danny DeVito? <laughs> I have a little problem with Diego Costa. Mm, what's uh, that? I, I dated someone once who uh, then told me that they slept with Diego Costa and 
It really... It really threw me. It's good that that you're over it, though. Yeah, and I was like, oh, really? Okay. And they said, is that a problem? And I went, boy, it kind of is, and I don't know why. (laughs) It's really put me off. But I think he's just a bit of a brute. That's changed my opinion. I think he's definitely in top ten. (laughs) (laughs) And back for more, he's a glutton for punishment. It's senior writer Tom Hamilton, who you may remember from our Great Sporting Rivalries podcast. Tom, I've missed you. How are you? How are things? Everything's tremendous, thank you, but got a bit of a bead on. Well, that sounds odd. Bead. You've got a bit of a bead on. Have you, uh, yeah, the tube. Well, it's one of my superpowers. I don't sweat. Doesn't get the tube either. Nah, <laughs> it's my other superpower. <laughs> very quick, Rachel Stringer. Very, very quick. Guys, now, uh, there are going to be many great sporting moments that might not make the top ten, OK? It's the sort of argument about sport you might have in a pub, right? And with so many great sporting moments to choose from, we've come up with some criteria to help reach the ultimate decision. Mm-hmm. And, like, that does mean there won't be any season-long achievements. So, unfortunately, there's no place for the Arsenal Invincibles or the Leicester City Miracle Team. Which is a shame, isn't it, boys? Yeah. Uh, not for me, no. no. Not having it. Absolutely yeah. not, no. There he is, Tom, straight in there. So he's obviously not an Arsenal or a Leicester fan. Uh, not really, no. But if you have some, for example, an Olympic event over in seconds, you can't compare that with Arsenal rampaging their way through the league or Leicester doing whatever they did. I beg to differ because it's season long. Yeah. Maybe that's another podcast, the season long podcast. <laughs> Time to introduce our celebrity, yes, celebrity, a London marathon runner. It's comedian, stand-up, a regular on Mock the Week, and loads of other stuff. It's Ed Gamble. Hello. 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 Oh, celebrity. I'd feel like a real letdown. Would you, what should I say? Muggle. Comedian will do, because that covers me off, I think. The definition of uh, a, a comedian comedy is just a happy ending, so... I think you're also talking about a massage there. Jamie. Well, you know, you know Jamie's now a comedian. <laughs> yeah, I saw you did your first gig, Jamie. At the Comedy Store. Hey, just adding another bit of talent to my bow. So <laughs> privileged getting your first gig at the Comedy Store. It's unbelievable. It was also very good that I called it the Comedy Central Store, which <laughs> went down really well. But he's not as talented as you because he doesn't run marathons. Why don't you run marathons, Jamie? Because I like watching people like you run the marathon. I mean, there's a lot of people you can watch. Part of the joy of running the marathon is watching other people run the marathon. No, but I like the fact that Ed Gamble... Oh, right. Okay. That's fair enough. That's pretty creepy, Jamie. (laughs) Now, Ed, is this your first marathon or is it your second one? Second. I ran the London Marathon in 2017. It obviously went well then. You're going to do it again. It didn't go awfully, is how I describe it. I wouldn't say it went well. It went well up until 22 miles. What happened at 22 miles? I got horrific cramp (laughs) in my lower legs. Uh, Had to stop to try and stretch it out. Everyone's very supportive, too supportive. Who stretched it out? Yeah, go on. Well, I was trying to sort of stretch it on the curb, but everyone's going, come on, you can do it. It's like, I know I can do it, but at the moment I'm in agony. Please stop being supportive. I found a new way of running. I could stretch cramp what, on your ooh, on your all fours. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean that might work as well. What I so did, you ran like a dog. I ran like a duck. <laughs> I, I had to kick my legs out as I went. I sort of had to kick them out like a little mini can can all the way. Now here at ESPN, head in the game, we don't just talk about sport. We actually participate in it as well. And we are joined by Bill Pasterfield, who's running the London Marathon, along with a group from ESPN for the NSPCC. Well, Bill. Yeah. How are you feeling? 
pretty nervous about it, I must admit. Um, there's a group of us running it and all but one of us, it's our first ever marathon. So there has been a, a sense of camaraderie about it and um, we're all trying to train as much as we can together. And But yeah, it's absolutely terrifying. Can I ask as well, you know, I'm part of the ESPN team and I wasn't asked. Uh, so I didn't get that memo. So I just want to know why. Just another email list you need to be added to, mate. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you, you weren't quick enough. I actually regret it now. I emailed back straight away. Email went out across the office i emailed back straight away yeah i'd love to absolutely bang up for it not thinking that then i got the email back being like yeah you've got a spot and suddenly it dawns on you and uh are you going to run it together in a group are you going to stick together well i'm glad you asked this and i'm glad i've got this forum to talk about this because um we are we we ran the vitality half marathon the other week as a kind of training thing the nspcc give you that as like a training run Mm -hmm. um and me and a um a colleague of mine who i will name as chris bullen ran together and we crossed the line as i thought together but then when our times came through he'd beaten me by one second and if you look at the photos he's actually done a little head dip at the end to get in front of me so you've got to do a head dip (laughs) no i I feel stupid it was naive on my part i think but advice if you do that you have to hold their hands me and my friend did that before and then you get given exactly the same time if you want to i mean it's not the best look so usain bolt is our athlete of the millennium Let's get reaction from someone who's actually raced against the great man. It's Team GB's Harry Aikinsarite. I hear Harry can call you Harry AA. You can call me Harry AA. <laughs> Harry AA, I saw you take your top off and it's uncanny how similar we look. Do you reckon? Do you- uh, what do you bench? I bench what do I say? 400. Like, so. 400. You just find a number at me, haven't you? He literally, that's all he does, Harry. <laughs> Listen, buddy, if you need any tips, let me know. Just remember, the faster the arms go, the faster the legs go. That's the, the you trick. You know what? You say that, but not a lot of people know that. That uh, is actually a very good tip. I'd love you guys to do a workout. Harry, you so need to get Jamie in the gym with you. That's something I'd love to see on ESPN's <laughs> YouTube channel. <laughs> And then there was the time that Head in the Game presenter Rachel Stringer gave us the lowdown on her worst date ever at a pub watching Leeds United versus Derby County. ESPN's Dale is impressed. We're joined by ESPN FC editor Dale Johnson. Hi there. Hi, nice to have you back. Hi, Dale. Hi, Jamie. It's great to be back. Don't know why I shouted. You're just literally about <laughs> two foot away from me. I'm actually fascinated by this story about being taken on a first date. Leeds versus Derby County in a pub with no card machine. It's remarkable. Okay, Dale, mm. if you were going to take me on a first date, where would you take me? That's a big question. It is, I'm asking you. You said you'd quite like the uh, Hackney Marathon, yeah. somewhere like that, don't know. Uh, you would take Ooh, me to a marathon. marathon. That's even worse than the pub day, that is come the, on. That is the worst answer. Dale just... Johnson, you would take me to <laughs> no, watch no, a marathon. No, no, no. I just said, the date wasn't that bad, I just don't want to go on another one. I can clearly only think of something worse than the Leeds versus Derby in a pub with no food. Right, the 2006 FA Cup final between Liverpool and West Ham has been voted the greatest cup final ever and deservedly so, without a doubt. Now, it was an amazing match. We are very excited to say because we get to speak to someone who was a major part of that incredible match. It's former West Ham goalkeeper Shaka Hislop. Shaka, how are you, my friend? I'm doing very well. How are you all doing? Oh, dude, we are fantastic. Thank you for joining us today. Nice to have you on. There's a lot of us in this room here. Um, so we've got Alex and Dale as well from ESPN. So we're going to ask you a couple of questions about that final. When I mentioned 2006 FA Cup final, Liverpool-West Ham, what instinctively comes to mind, the feelings that you get? 
Well, a bit of a mixed bag, actually, because as it turned out, that 2006 Africa final was my last game in English football. To go out on that kind of a note, on the one hand, it's a bit sour tasting, but on the other, you know, given that it's it bookended, what was a, a 14-year professional career for me? I look back on it with fond memories as well. And from a personal note, after that game, I went to the World Cup of Toronto Tobago. So it kind of sits in an odd place for me. Um, great place in terms of the game, but the result making it feel a little bit odd. Shaka, what I want to ask you was, obviously West Ham were doing so well, so close to you know absolute glory. What did you feel when Gerrard was on the edge of the box, winding up for that shot? Right at the end of the game, I remember hearing the, the announcement the channel come over and see that before minutes of injury time played, and Gerard actually went down 15 or 20 yards outside of our box in the middle of the pitch. Leonel Scaloni had the ball in his possession, and, and he just tapped it out for a throw in 10 or 15 yards from our corner flag. And as much as Liverpool gave us back the throw, they then you know kind of closed us down and, and made it hard for us to clear the ball. Uh, and the clearance, as it happened, fell straight to Steven Gerrard. I, like I say, moments earlier, was down on the floor. I believe it was a calf cramp. So nobody had, had picked him up and all of a sudden he pops off the floor, free as a bird, even through a long way out. And I mean, he hit that ball as well as, as anybody has, has hit one at me. And um, dare I say, even as, as goalkeeper on the wrong end of it, it was pretty much in from the time it left his boat. And comedian and Arsenal fan of sorts, Tom Lucy, also popped in for a chat. Tom, you're one of those football fans who aren't really a football fan. You just, you just like, <laughs> you like to be one it. of the boys. I just want to be one of the boys, to be honest. I remember going to Highbury when I was like 11 or 12, because all, all of my family lived actually around Highbury. So we used to go, my dad and my granddad, we would go. Well, like camping. They used to camp Yeah, in tents <laughs> round, yeah. You know that little caravan park by Highbury? They lived there. <laughs> so we used to go to the football mainly for the warmth of the stadium. <laughs> And the uh, running water. <laughs> ESPN, Head in the Game. Tennis player Laura Robson also joined Head in the Game for our Wimbledon episode and told the team about her happiest memories from SW19. I always include the Olympics, even though it's not really the tournament, but it was at the venue and that was always one of the most special moments for me. But I think... The one that I always come back to is the first time I ever played on centre court and you kind of walk down that long hallway and as I was starting my walk down, Federer was walking up and he just kind of said, hey Laura, good luck today. Wow. And that, yeah, it's still for me like <laughs> peak, peak tennis moment. It doesn't get much better than that. Well, you couldn't get anything more Wimbledon than that, could you? Have you ever talked about getting back the old team together and playing mixed doubles with Andy again? Oh, I think he's got better options than me. <laughs> <laughs> the Head in the Game quiz was generally regarded as the most popular bit of the podcast. After all, it was my chance to shine. A voice? Yes, it's the Head in the Game quiz. Now, am I right in saying we've changed the rules, Jamie and Rachel? Uh, yeah, Rachel organised this, not oh, me. Oh, yes. Mm. I changed the rules, yeah. I want teams. It's all about teams, so uh, we've got... Two teams of two, and then a two teams of two, yes. and then a single Jamie over there. No, 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 no. There's two teams of two and a team of one. Jamie's oh, team. Oh, I see. This is going back to your theory about Roger Federer being a team and Tiger Woods. The list goes on. Serena yes. Williams. Okay, Mike, so I think it goes. here we go. 
Question number one. This is to Rachel and Stephen. This is multiple choice. Can we deliberate? Well, I hope so. It's a team <laughs> game. <laughs> the nickname for Barcelona supporters and players is Cules, which translates in Catalan as A, those who love Catalonia, B, those that show their backsides, C, those that dream of the sea, D, those that love gold. The nickname for Barcelona supporters. I'm fairly sure it's B. Okay, well, I don't speak Spanish. Uh, I have no idea, so I'm going to go with my teammate. It is correct. It's B. It's yeah. those that show their backsides. I'm correct, am I? I didn't know. I don't speak Catalan. Well, actually, this dates back to the early 20th century when the first image passers-by had as they neared the stadium was of the backsides of fans sitting on the wall watching games. See, you've learned something. Build with bottoms. I, I, knew, I knew that already. That's why I said B. Right. Next question to Alex and Eduardo. The odds of Leicester City winning the Premier League were the same as A, finding the Loch Ness Monster, B, Elvis being found alive, C, Barack Obama playing cricket for England, D, all of the above. Well, it was 5,000 to 1, wasn't it? I think we just go with what we're more used to and do all of the above again. <laughs> Yeah? Yeah, all right. Is yeah. correct! Oh, oh, very lucky. Okay. Oh, wait, make us, make Alex and Eduardo number one on the best team. <laughs> it's all about Spain today. Eh? Exactly. We have Alex, who has a better tan than any Spaniard. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a cheat, isn't he? It was A! It's B, pressed oh. to North End. Yeah. <laughs> if you had a teammate, you might have got that right. Sorry, old sport. <laughs> oh, that's tough. It's don't we? Definitely A, isn't it? That Definitely happened. A, yeah. yeah. I think I think A. I think go all of above, don't you? Oh, I can sense the chemistry from here, you guys. Good what team a team work. you guys are. I say, do we go all of above? I will go with A. Oh. Oh. I'm going to, no, I think it's all of above, honestly. Rock, paper, scissors, come on. Yeah, rock, paper, scissors. Alex is dominating great for radio. Team. Rock, yeah. paper, scissors. You're um, a team, you can't play rock, paper, pick it. Edwanda, do you want to hear them again? Yeah, once yeah. failed a drugs test. Yes, that Favourite player is Peter Crouch. Once refused an autograph by Michelle Patini. All of the above. All of the above. Go on, go for it. Okay, um, go for it. Is correct! Oh! Teamwork. Jamie, mm -hmm. question number five. Mm -hmm. US gymnast Simone Biles is scared of A, German shepherds, B, heights, C, bees, D, losing. I know what she's scared of. She's scared of heights. No, she's scared of bees. Oh. <laughs> and by the way, she has four German shepherds. <laughs> Alex and Eduardo, Leicester City's Claudia Ranieri's famous phrase... Dilly ding dilly dong is now in the Oxford Dictionary of Phrases. True or false? That sounds too stupid to happen. I'm going to go false. What do you think, Eddie? So stupid that could be true, but yeah, let's go for false. Yeah, false. It is true! Oh, yes! <laughs> yes! Back yeah. in the net! Simon, the first French Open was won by a Brit. False. It's true, I'm <laughs> afraid. <laughs> Won by H. Briggs in I 1891. Briggs. That even wasn't that, open, was it? Even though it was oh. only open to homegrown players, oh. he was a resident of France no and allowed to take way. part. Oh. Oh. Take that with you this year. I will. I'm write Roll this out in your commentary. Rachel. <laughs> yes. Final round. Yes, go on. Oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> sort of. French champion or French cheese? In 1962, French President Charles de Gaulle said, How can you govern a country which has 246 varieties of cheese? So, this is why we've got this category. Rachel. Vacheron. French champion or French cheese? Champion. Is correct. Four-time French Open champion, 1894 to 1901. Jamie. Liveron. Ah, oh, lovely with a little bit of peach chutney. It's a cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's correct. It's in Normandy. <laughs> Have you got it in your fridge? All the time. <laughs> oh dear, Simon. Oh, this is bad. It's going to get it wrong. There are no French champions. Can't wait. Valence. Yes. How, can I have it spelled? <laughs> no. And in a no. Let's give him. A, okay. Let's give him a chance. Please, I need some help. <laughs> it's V V A L E N C A Y. Cheese is correct. Yay! Uh, as a supplementary, uh, cow or goat? <laughs> I'll go uh, goat's cheese. Yes, it's two points <laughs> for Simon. Boys. My goodness, it's getting very exciting now, Dave. You're in the lead, Dave. Here we go. Penultimate question for you. Mungo Park. Well, there was Mungo Jerry, wasn't there? But Mungo Park, I'm going to go golfer. Open winner, oh. 1874. Jamie, I think you have to get this, or have you already lost? It doesn't really matter. It's the end of the series. Final one, Ted Ray. Ah, oh, singer. No, hailed from Jersey and won the <laughs> Open in 1912. Oh, not to be confused hey. with the English comedian. Dave Tindall, you are the champion. Oh, well done, Dave. Get in there. And you're in the clubhouse. Well done, Dave. Thank you, boys. Thank you, Jamie. Hey, Dave, listen, it's it's the end of the series for us right now, and you're going to be here ending it with me. What a way to go out, beating you in a quiz. Well, I mean, true, that is true. You did beat me in the quiz, but do you know what I beat you in? Uh, Twitter followers. That is true. I wasn't going to go down that road, but yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to go that low blow. As I said, that's all that we got time for this week and for the series. Dave, uh, voice, yes. uh, what I like to do at the end of the podcast is allow you to join in with my uh, very loud, excited head in the game. Are you ready for this? Are you going to give us a cue? The cue is going to be, until next time, keep your... And you'll say head in the game. Head in the game. Do you know what, voice? It was so much less complicated when it was just me doing it. Or Rachel. Or Rachel. God bless her. <laughs> Where is she? Right, everyone, here we go. Until next time, keep your head in the head game. Head in the game. Oh, Dave, head in the you game. were just Dave. You were just so... Dave, you're meant to do it exactly the same time as me. Keep your... Okay. Okay, here right, we again. go. Three, two, one. Until next time, keep your head in the game. Head in the game. Oh, Dave, no. you've just done it. <laughs> oh, one, it. one more time, perhaps? Until next time, keep your head, head in, in the, the game. game. <laughs> Yay! ESPN, head in the game.